0: Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Menashe. On today's show, we're going to pick apart the Wall Street narrative. In the world of stock investing, there's two schools of thought. There's a portion of the market that buys the stock on the basis of fundamentals. Fundamentals means is the company fairly valued or is it cheap or expensive based on its ability to generate earnings? What are the earnings multiples? In essence, what is the cap rate? If the company's growing, Maybe it merits a higher valuation because, say, in 12 months' time, that multiple will be lower. The second school of thought aims to explain market psychology. This is often called technical analysis. Technical analysis is a fancy word to describe market psychology, an even fancier set of algorithms that attempt to predict what the market will do. If you ask the average person on the street who has a trading account, ask them why did you buy, you'll often get an answer that's very simple. The investor will say something like, well, I think it's going to go up. Or if you ask the next question, why do you think it will go up? Often you'll get a confusing answer that usually makes no sense. They might say something like, I don't know, I just think eventually it will appreciate in value. Or they'll say, well, it's been going up recently. Sometimes you'll hear some statement about momentum, as if a stock has physical mass and once it's moving in a certain direction, it would take a considerable amount of energy to stop it from rising. That's a ridiculous notion, of course. Sometimes you'll hear a statement of support for the CEO They might say, I like Elon Musk, he's a visionary and I think he can win. Well, today's headlines in the Wall Street Journal attempt to explain the latest fall in stock valuations. The biggest technology companies have lost a lot of value since the start of the year. What's the reason? Well, according to the Wall Street Journal, yields in the bond market have risen, and somehow these companies are now worth less as a result. I kind of understand this theory, that if professional money goes out in search of yield, and then hitches itself to the highest risk-adjusted yield in the market, that will take money away from other investments. But frankly, there's massive gaps in that thinking. I don't think the same people that stopped buying Tesla and Netflix are now going out and putting money in the bond market just because the yields went up by a couple of percentage points. These are fundamentally different investors. So the question is, what's really moving the market? I had a conversation with the vice president at Goldman Sachs who said that in his experience, 90% of the trading volume through Goldman's systems, are program trading. That means that less than 10% of the trades are actual, traditional, good old-fashioned investment decisions. Some of the biggest losers since the beginning of the year include Netflix. Netflix only added 18.2 million new subscribers in the past year. That's down from 36 million new subscribers in 2020, which admittedly was an unusual year. Traditionally, they had been adding about 26 million new subscribers over the past several years. Investors have cut the value of Netflix in half since the start of the year. Still, the addition of 18 million subscribers is at least another $2.2 billion in annual revenue. That's nothing to sneeze at. But at the current $180 billion valuation, the company is trading at a lofty 33 times earnings. That's high for any company. A year ago at this time, the company was trading at 93 times earnings. Well, let's understand what that means. That's the equivalent of a 1.07% cap rate in real estate terms. If the company paid out 100% of its earnings and dividends to its shareholders, it would take 93 years for you to recover your initial investment. I don't know about you, but I'm not lining up for that investment. Yet clearly lots of people did. The company was overvalued, plain and simple. Has the past month resulted in the destruction of wealth? Some people think yes, but I think there's a difference between wealth and delusion. Inflated prices are not wealth. Inflated prices are delusion. Another local tech company, Shopify, lost 50% of its market value since November. Some of that drop in value was based on December e-commerce revenue falling by 8.7% compared with the same period last year. See, this is a problem with the quarter-to-quarter mentality that pervades Wall Street. There's an expectation that the market is nice and orderly and well-behaved so investors can extrapolate and predict the future based on recent past. But the trade publications like Yahoo Finance are not even quoting useful metrics when they report on the company. Yesterday's article in Yahoo quoted revenue multiples, not earnings multiples. See, as real estate investors, we're never isolated from the entire ecosystem. If the stock market plummets, there can be a second-order impact on real estate. There may be less free cash available to flow into real estate. Conversely, if the stock market surges, some investors will take a portion of their profits and buy more real estate. When a bubble bursts, you see a lot of people blaming the pin, but it's not the pin's fault pin didn't create the bubble to begin with. Fairly priced markets are immune to the pin. The irrational exuberance of the past two years may be slowly coming to an end, but sadly, I think it's gonna take a lot bigger market correction for those who inflated the bubble to learn from it. See, if you went to the grocery store and the grocery charges you $10 for a dozen eggs, you'd probably know enough to realize that something's not right. You have a notion of how much a dozen eggs should cost. You have a notion of value. But strangely, these same people don't even spend five minutes making the same evaluation on the value of Netflix stock before writing a check for thousands of dollars. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. Talk to you again tomorrow.